0: Well, all this week, we've been taking a look at Back to School 2022. We thought we'd get a jump on it. I know a lot of people are going to do it next week. We thought we'd do it this week because, hey, back to school is sooner than you think. So uh, let's get prepped. One of the things that I found really surprising this year, one of the things I've thought about a lot uh, being here in Victoria, which is a bit of a university town, is with rents jumping so much, the price of rent has gone up so much of late. uh, What are students going to do? Where are students going to live especially in places where rent is really expensive. Now, that's long been a problem here, but it's pretty consistent now right across the country. And I've been reading stories about students living in their cars, reading students about stories about students being scammed um, out of money, trying to find places, desperate to find places as the school year approaches. It's especially tough, of course, for international students who may not have anyone here who can go look for them, may not know how the rental market works quite as well. Uh, so I was really curious about what the situation is exactly, what's going on, what's being done to help students. Are universities getting involved to make sure students have a place to live, not just on campus and residents and so on, but off campus? Because a lot of students obviously... Uh, prefer to live off campus Uh, so joining me now with more on this is mark taylor he's director of accounts at placesforstudents.com that's a searchable database for off-campus student housing it uh, incorporates about or works with about 200 campuses right across this country from big to small mark thanks for your time tonight oh thank you We've been reading a lot about uh, and seeing a lot uh, about just the skyrocketing cost of rent right across the country, uh, specifically in in those big markets like Toronto, Vancouver, uh, and places like Victoria, for instance. What are you seeing on your end? How much has it changed in the last 12 months?
1: Uh, So we've seen a bit of a perfect storm that actually maybe I could go back to 2020 with COVID coming in and everything going virtual Um, We have roughly, you know, 500,000 landlords in our database that utilize Places for Students, and so we were hearing from them that they couldn't find any students for their rentals, they were all going crazy trying to find something, and uh, everything was staying empty because everybody was forced to stay home and study online. So many of those landlords um, rented to single families, those single families have stayed, and so those student rentals have not become back onto the market available for students. 2021, crazy rental market, uh, sorry, real estate market, Uh, there was a lot of people that decided to get out and sold. Um, The people that bought those properties didn't necessarily continue to make them into student housing um, opportunities. So we had a bit of a perfect storm, I like to call it, where we had 2020 and 2021 pulling rentals out of the market. And then now in 2022, we've got most of our schools saying it's the biggest incoming class they've seen. Um, people who graduated high school in 2020 that didn't want to study online. Uh, personally, I know several friends whose uh, younger um, folks decided we're just going to take a year to work or two years to work and I'll get back into my college um, <clears throat> ideas once the things go back to normal and in in-person learning. So we've got all those people starting this year with the normal graduating class from 2022. And so you've got these large incoming classes with uh, less rent. Um, less student rentals available. So the supply and demand of it is just going to drive prices up, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what has been the impact? Because clearly, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, I think back to my student days, and this goes back a long time. And I was in Montreal where rentals were always plentiful. Uh, but oftentimes, and this is not a, you know, students don't necessarily spend Lots of time worrying about exactly where they're going to live. They sort of figure, I'll I'll figure it out soon enough. Uh, mm-hmm. But this year, clearly, those students, and we're coming up to the to the return to class. Those students are 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 left in a tough spot.
1: Yeah, and so we're seeing a lot of them. We're hearing people, you know, uh, getting into an Airbnb or a motel. They're coming to town. Some I've heard anecdotal stories about students living in their cars. I've heard other stories of random students just knocking on doors near campus to ask if somebody has a room in their home that they could rent. So uh, um, that sort of ties in with that uh, the approach that we took last year that seemed to be very successful in Victoria, where we really tried to get the word out in the community. That there was this need for more student uh, properties and it, would there be empty nesters or retired folks that have extra rooms in their house that they'd be willing to rent to a student. So we did that a bit as a pilot project last year and my contacts at UVic said it was very successful. Uh, they, they, it helped alleviate last year's problem and then proactively um, the school stepped up again this year to provide extra funding um, to reach out into the Victoria market. And uh, again, with that same campaign, looking for people that had extra rooms in their home that they'd be willing to rent, number one, that's more student rentals. Number two, it's a cheaper option. If you're willing to live with a host family, you can, you can get a more reasonable rental rate. So that's what we've done. That's what we've gone for. And talking with my contact there last week, uh, Catherine McLeod, she says it's, it's going well.
0: Are we seeing the same impact? Uh, I mean, clearly, it, it doesn't. It's not the same across the country. But are you seeing the same sorts of phenomenon phenomenons right across the country right now?
1: Most markets are very similar, even the um, smaller communities. You mentioned the big communities having high rents. Small communities are seeing the same thing. Um, so we're hearing from many of our school partners, like Georgian College. They do some of the northern Ontario uh, communities. They're having the same issues. Uh, Fleming College, Peterborough, Lindsay, these places, um, same thing. So Calgary right now reached out to me, University of Calgary, we're doing the same promotions there looking for extra people. So it it really is a a Canada wide issue in I would say probably 80 to 90% of the markets.
0: And as you mentioned earlier, what a remarkable turnaround from two years ago when there were lots of places empty that students could look to, and now all of a sudden um, there aren't. Uh, What has been the impact so far? I mean, have you seen – are you hearing from students as well who are simply – Uh, I mean, I guess most students would would hope to live at least on their own or with a roommate, uh, but I guess they're going to have to make some sacrifices if the market is the way the market is.
1: It is. It's just a matter of taking what you can get. Uh, We hear from a lot of students now that they're willing to take what they can get. So whether that means a room in somebody's home or or maybe bunking in, we even hear students wanting to put two beds in a single room so they can share a room with somebody else um, to cut costs or just because they simply can't find a place. Um so everybody's getting creative um, but uh, no what what we 're seeing is schools are realizing that this is a problem it's also a um, whenever you have a market shift like this, it brings in investors so we're also seeing a lot of conferences and a lot of things focused on bringing in investors to build more purpose built student housing around colleges and universities so i think I think what you're going to see coming out of This year and last year is more of that investment happening. We're hearing also from the schools that they're investing in more residences on campus to give more beds available as well. But many schools, especially smaller ones that don't have residences, are making deals with private companies to build a certain number of guaranteed beds every year that they'll have access to.
0: Yeah, I understand that uh, the student housing market has become, especially in the States, has become a big business for investors as well. Um, In terms of just students themselves, I mean, clearly not having somewhere to put your head down has a widespread impact on your ability as a university to attract students from outside your sort of home area period, right?
1: Yeah, and especially for international students, a lot of schools are targeting the international market. They've set up... um, different programs to go over and talk to people in in the international markets to attract them to the school. But then at the same time, those schools are are needing to provide housing for people. And so um, if you've got School A and School B, and one has a a well-developed program to make sure everybody has a good place to live, a, a safe place to live, affordable place to live, and maybe Institution B, it's just whatever you can find on Kijiji, well, that's going to help in your decision-making process of where you're going to go to school. So, again, it's another factor that uh, has been pushing schools to look at this more seriously, and uh, in the past – their main focus is all the, the residents and making sure they've got their residence full and everybody's on campus. Everybody who goes off campus can kind of take care of themselves or figure it out. Well, they, that's not the case anymore. Like you said, it's, it's much different right now. So we've seen much more activity from the schools, getting involved, even hiring full-time staff to assist us in helping us reach, the commu- reach out to the community and uh, find more viable student rentals.
0: What kind of price difference are we talking about? I know we've sort of talked about broadly what the rental increases have been in a lot of markets. I'm thinking, obviously, of places like Vancouver where rents have just skyrocketed. But what sort of difference are you seeing in the prices that students are having to pay now compared to, say, pre-pandemic?
1: Yeah, we we have ability to pull reports on average rental rates per unit type, and we've been doing some comparisons for schools that have asked us to do so. And it seems pretty common between a 20 and 35% increase in rent compared to two or three years ago. Is, is kind of what's being asked now. You've got um, increased expenses. Uh, you've got Canada increasing the rates for mortgages. And so when people redo their mortgage, if their rates gone up, they're looking to bring in more rent. If they've recently bought the property, they've paid a higher price for it. So they're trying to cover that mortgage as well. So that that's another factor not just the supply and demand that's helping to drive up prices. Well,
0: wow, 25 to 35%. That's huge if you're on a student budget, right? I mean, yeah. if you factored if you budgeted for a university for 4 years of university 3 years ago, uh, 25 to 35 percent rent rent increase. For instance, if you're moving on or changing apartments or so forth, that's uh, that's massive. I'm yeah. speaking with Mark Taylor. He's director of accounts places places for students Inc. Uh, that's a searchable searchable database for off campus student housing. Uh, as he's been explaining, they work with campuses right across the country, big and small, trying to help uh, universities house students off campus. It's been a real challenge this year, as we know rents are way up in almost everywhere across the country right now. And that's having a real ripple effect uh, on a cascading effect, uh, better yet, on students uh, as they head into this new school year. When we come back, of course, uh, uh, desperation can often lead to uh, scams. And uh, we'll talk a bit more about that. We've been reading a lot about students falling prey uh, to people looking to take advantage of this supply and demand issue. And we'll get to that after this. Our guest this half hour is Mark Taylor. He's Director of Accounts at Places for Students, uh, searchable database for off-campus student housing. Uh, We're on our Back to School uh, 2022 specials this week. We'll finish off by looking at uh, what is a real problem for a lot of students this year. That's finding a place to live. Rents are way up in a lot of almost everywhere, small communities and large, as Mark was explaining before the break. Um, Scams, of course, is always a concern here, Mark. We've been reading a lot. Like The stories seem to follow in a very similar pattern about students desperate to find a place to live going into this new year. And a lot of them describe trying to navigate um, what has become a, a pretty scary place when it comes to things that sound too good to be true but you try anyway because you need a place to live right
1: yeah and that's that's one of the first things we always say if it sounds too good to be true it likely is and um, so one of the reasons that schools are comfortable using placesforstudents.com is that we have a a little bit of a process where we preview every listing before it goes live Uh, Kijiji you're just sort of out there and whatever is there is there and it's up to you to surf your way through what 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 uh, might be real and what might not be. Um, but as we're reviewing listings to be posted, our trained staff uh, are, are very skilled at seeing things that look a little off or might seem a little hinky and so before they go ahead and post that listing, they reach out to the landlord who's created the account. And uh, by phone and by email and people who are, are dishonest and are trying to pull off a scam never return phone calls and email. So that's a big red flag to us. If we can't get in touch with the person that created the account, um, then we don't go ahead and block that account and block that user. Um, we also put scam and fraud warnings on our website. We, we also put them at the bottom of every single email that's sent through our system. So we try and keep it in everybody's face that here are some common scams Uh, never never pay for a place unseen make sure you go and visit it in person or if you can't and you're out of the country have somebody go visit in person make sure that they've met that landlord that they really do own that property and that it's it is a real property that is available
0: I imagine as we head into the school year and people are more and more desperate to find places that these sorts of uh, opportunistic crimes will only increase I would think
1: Yeah, whenever you've got panic and whenever you've got people uh, making quick decisions, that's always a recipe for disaster.
0: So what are some of the red flags? I mean, you mentioned them, right? But we read these stories about people sort of, you know, renting when they are, in fact, the renter. They don't have the capacity to rent, Um, you know, uh, renting places that aren't theirs. Uh, You know, there's lots of different uh, avenues out there that scammers try to use. Uh, Do you have any that are sort of the ones that people should really be on the lookout for this year?
1: Yeah. So when we see listings come in and uh, maybe there's not many photos or it's just an outside photo of the property and nothing detailed about the inside, that's one thing that that sets off a red flag for us to contact that person and just maybe suggest, hey, do you have any photos of the inside of the property? Well, if they do, if they do actually own the property, they always do. And and we're allowed to post up to 25 photos per listing. So it's definitely a red flag when we see very little come in visual. Um, we also look for things like, is, uh, the area code of the phone number, does it match the area of the, uh, of the rental property? Now, of course, people do own buildings that are not where they're living personally, and that can be normal, but we check into that. So, um, those are types of things that we see. And like I said, if the rent looks too good to be true, that's a big flag. Um, if somebody is asking you for, you know, uh, um, a money order or some sort of a bonus or they're trying to trying to say you know if you if you pay two or three months up front we'll make sure on the back end we'll give you a cheaper rental rate so all these little things that that seem out of the normal that seem odd those are the things that you definitely want to check on before you go any further
0: yeah and that's always tough to navigate I imagine. I mean I've had to rent places in other parts of the world and and you know rental markets are unique. They're different everywhere you go. The the mores around rentals are different in every in every place so it must be hard for for students coming from abroad to navigate Canada's rental system and the way it works.
1: Yeah, there's actually another company that we've had a lot of um work with. It's called uh, rentsmart.ca. And it's basically an online course where students can go through and figure out what it's going to take to be a successful renter in Canada. And so once they graduate from the course, they get a certification. And it's almost like a, a an ID card that shows that they will be a good renter. or They're aware of, of what their rights are and what the landlord tenant relationship looks like. And um, so that's something that we always recommend as well. Um, For international students, Uh, it's it's not a sister company. We don't have any financial ties or interests, but it's just another good resource that I know of that's out there.
0: Now, Mark, I I mean, I gather interest rates are going to continue to climb at least a little bit. Uh, It looks like the housing market's going to stay the way it was for a while, at least. Um, Do you see this alleviating at all in the next little bit? I mean, so much has changed in just, you know, uh, 36 months in terms of uh, off-campus housing for students. So when you look ahead, do you see it sort of status quo for a bit until a lot of this new uh, purpose-built student housing comes online?
1: Well, that's what i was just going to say Any, t- i mean basic economics is where there's a need there's going to be a solution provided because there's going to be opportunity. so um with rent prices the way they are uh with the opportunity to build more student housing to see that need in the market as that starts to get filled like i said with the purpose-built student housing with schools making more residents available that'll be um you know to help push the pendulum back in the opposite direction again we always have big swings in the market we try and mitigate those swings with different strategies. But when you have something that's as unprecedented and unforeseen as COVID, that's just really caused a big ripple. And uh, we hope that we can help settle that down within the next year or two with some of these things that we're doing.
0: Mark Taylor, thank you so much.
1: Oh, very welcome. Thank you.